good morning and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. We um, are continuing our series on worship, but I, I'm just thinking about our prayer meetings and keep the church family in your prayers, people in your prayers. There's just been um, some difficulties people have gone through, you know, fam- uh, loss of family members through mm-hmm. sickness, through other things that have happened. And uh, even some things that have happened recently at, at the schools, tragedies. Um, and so people need our prayers. You know, our prayer meetings, uh, we have them for a purpose. We're praying the will of God to yes. be done in the earth. And God's will really cannot be done without prayer. It, it requires people to pray, thy kingdom come and your will be done. And so I can't encourage you enough to set apart some time and come to a prayer meeting. Uh, not only will you enjoy the presence of God, but you, you will know it with confidence that we are helping bring the Lord's will to pass in our families, in our churches, and in our nation and around the world. Yes. So uh, open with me, if you will, to John 4.23. We're continuing, continuing our series on worship. This has been our scripture that we've been using every week. John chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. We're talking today about worshiping in spirit and in truth. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody want to, you could, if, if an usher could put on a light over here for these people that are sitting in the back, they could probably see in their Bible Thank you, John. a little bit easier. Not no, that one. Not that one. <laughs> that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> John. If, if you need a Bible... We have them back there, but if yeah, because, you have a smartphone. Yeah, or use your, use your phone, certainly, because we are going to look through several scriptures today, and we only have one on PowerPoint. On purpose. Well, and yeah. <laughs> Anyways, John 4, 23 and 24. This is Jesus speaking. He says, yet the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such to worship him. Mm. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him. How? Spirit spirit and and in truth. truth. And so let's just stop and pray a moment. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Mm. Uh, Holy Spirit, we're asking you to teach us this morning. I pray, Father, that as we present your word and speak your word, Lord, that the people would not hear it just through a human vessel, but they would hear you, Holy Spirit speaking to our hearts, teaching us. We desire to be true worshipers. You are seeking true worshipers, Lord, and let us be those people for yes. you. Yes. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray that. Amen. 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 And so, again, worship, a very important subject, especially for a Christian, the worship of God. And we've covered some things over the past several weeks. What is worship? You can define it in so many ways, but it really is a bowing down in our heart, uh, in honor and submission and praise to who God is to us in our life. It's making Jesus, really the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, our greatest treasure Mm -hmm. in our life. And even through the ups and downs of our life, he must remain our greatest treasure. Come on. Worship doesn't stop just because life goes in a direction we don't like it to go. We are created for worship, Amen. right? And last week we talked even about expressing our worship. 
through kneeling down, you know, in the presence of God or lifting up our hands in worship or even a shout. You've, you hear, if you come into this church, you are going to hear some shouts of worship. Hallelujah. Just, just rises up, just like the song we sang. It just rises up in my soul. Mm-hmm. Come and, on. You know, I would encourage. We need more shouting. We in need here. some more shouting in this church. <laughs> yeah, right. It's okay for the saints of God to shout in the congregation as we worship God. <laughs> because as human beings, we are created in His image. And uh, turn to Psalm 150, verse 6. That's the very last verse of the book of Psalms. There are 150 Psalms. It's the very last verse in the book of Psalms, Psalm 150, verse 6. We are human beings created in the image of God. God gave us his life. We live because his breath is on the inside of us. That's right. Right? That's right. And we are alive and exist. Why? For his glory. Mm. And so Psalm 150, verse 6, if you're there, it says... Let everything that has breath do what? Praise, Praise the Lord. Lord. Let's sing, say that together. Let, Let everything, everything that, that has breath praise the Lord. Lord. Yeah, that feels good, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are True. created to worship God. There's something that get re- gets released on the inside of us as we praise the Lord. Hmm. And God certainly deserves Come on. our worship. Amen? He's yes. worthy of our worship. But he doesn't really need our worship in the sense like he lacks something because God is mm-hmm. perfect. He's complete. Yeah. He's not really demanding our worship because in the Holy Trinity, in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, yeah, they're perfect and complete. That's right. He's, God is self-existent. I just want you to think with me a moment about this. He's self-existent, like in all his splendor and power and glory. Mm. He lacks nothing. He's complete. The Godhead is complete. And it's, he's complete in his agape love, which yeah. is a giving kind of love, right? A love that gives all of itself sacrificially for the sake and the good of another. That kind of love is in the Godhead. Amen. Now think about this, that the Father perfectly and completely loves his son. He gave his son Mm. as a sacrifice for us, right? And the son perfectly and completely in love, sacrificially gave himself back. Yeah, it's true. He obeyed in submission and honor and obedience to the father in love. He did it for the sake for us to be there. And the Holy Spirit is the one who binds the the Mm. flow of God's love and glory and goodness all together, the, the Spirit of God. And there's fullness, think about that. In the Godhead itself, he's self-existent, so there is a glory and power and fullness of joy within him. Right there. He didn't need anything else. He really doesn't need our worship, if you will. But the beauty of all this is he's inviting us yeah. into into his into the worship of the Godhead. Mm. Yeah. Because there's fullness of joy there. Amen. And because there's honor and worship and glory and power. I mean, just read the book of Revelation and there's <laughs> all kinds of crashings of lightning and thunder and booms and people shouting and there's worship in the Godhead. Yes. Sound of many waters. Psalm 1611 
says this, if you want to flip there quickly, Psalm 1611, and there are so many, there are literally hundreds of verses of scripture that talk about praising the Lord. In your presence, O oh God, it says there is what? Fullness, Fullness of, joy. of joy. At your right hand, O oh God, there are what? Pleasures, Pleasures evermore. evermore. So when we enter into that, God's presence, yeah. we are partaking of that in worship. Isn't, that's awesome. <laughs> We've been invited. Think of the privilege that God has said, I want you to join me <laughs> where I am in the midst of this. And so when we worship, and this is what we're talking about because I understand some people struggle with this for a lot of different reasons. But when we release ourselves yeah. Come on. and worship, we are opening our heart to that flow of love and power and glory there. It's coming into us. We're giving it back. Yeah. And this is what Jesus talked about. We could all be one wow. with him. Isn't this awesome? Yeah. I mean, just stop and consider the privilege of that. Come on. Because if we just say, no, I don't want to, well, that's your own fault. You get to miss out. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'll take your share. God is not going to, he will not demand you do this. He's saying, I'm inviting you to yeah. experience it into the inner circle of God. And people want to be in the inner circle of things, right? Come Talk on. about being in the inner circle. Let's name drop. I mean, these are, yeah, Jesus. and these are spiritual realities. This is why yes. when we talk about worshiping in spirit and truth, you've got to see the spiritual reality of the kingdom that we're a part of. Yeah. Wow. So we miss out on thinking only in the natural because we tend to think, well, come Jesus, come be with me. I have all these problems in my life. Come, you know, down on my level, stay here at my level. Look at all this stuff I have to deal with. And he does. He came as a yes, Savior. Yes, he did. We just sang a song that was saying that. You know, he, he didn't want heaven without us, so Jesus, you brought heaven down. He came down to us as a Savior. He experienced broken humanity. Yeah. We, he was without sin, remained perfect. Amen. But he became a man, so he fully understands our human condition. He went through the emotions, the pain and suffering of human life. Yes. So he's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. He entered into it. Why did he do it, though? To just, yeah, for us, but to keep us on this level and just mm -mm. walk with us through this life and go, well, I know this is tough. Come on, you know, we're going to drag you through this. No. He said, I know what you're going through. Yes. You know, I, you're, we're saying, I can't handle this. Come be with me. Just help me deal with this. He's saying, I know. But your answer isn't just by keeping your eyes here. Amen. Your answer comes from, it talks about this in Colossians 3.1. You know, if we've died with Christ, then let's make our aim, aim at and focus our mind on the treasures above Amen. that we've been given. So he's saying, look up, if you will, into spiritual realities. Come up by faith in the spirit with me. Yes. See it from what I've given you. That's where this joy then on the inside begins to rise up. Come on. And this is really, you know, where That's our, where our freedom yeah. lies. It's the truth. You know, we go up higher. We, we go up higher. We, we understand you're a spirit being, and he's inviting you and I into that spirit realm. Yeah. He's saying, yes, we live in the natural realm, but the higher yeah. life 
Experience life, part of our, our, what we want people to do. Know God, find his purpose for your life and experience this life that God is talking about, this resurrection life. And when we come to understand that he has forgiven us of our sins, he's washed them away. And what he has given to us, you can't help but express it in worship. You can't help but, you've got to keep your eyes focused on the things above. The realities, because when you focus yourself on things above, they become more real to you. If you're locked in down here, that's what you'll have. (coughs) Choice is yours, choice is mine. We've been invited by the king himself. The king of glory has invited us into his inner circle. Turn to John chapter 17. John chapter 17 is Jesus' high priestly prayer for all people. John 17, we're going to look at a couple of scriptures there. John 17, verse 24 is the one, first one I want to take a look at. John 17. And this is really important. This is the same focus that we have to have. 24, verse 24. Father, Jesus is praying. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me, look at what it says, be with me where I am that they may see my glory, which you've given to me, for you've loved me before the creation of the world. Jesus didn't say, he did not say, I want to be where they are. What did he say? I want them to be where I am. See, we've got to get this right. Because the mountains you've made out of the natural are truly just grains of sand. When you have your eyes focused on him, Things look a whole lot better from the right hand of God the Father, don't they? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, we're in the Christmas season. Like Pastor Mamie said, Jesus did come down. The word itself became flesh and dwelt among us. He came down for one purpose. He came down to express the Father. He is the exact representative of the Father. And what did he do? He came to take your punishment and my punishment for our sin. It's just not deeds of sin. It's a nature change. We get that idea and it makes a big difference. It's not for this little thing or that thing or my attitude here. It's like a sin nature has been removed off of you and you have a new life in Christ. He humbled himself and came. And he came to fulfill the Father's will. Mm -hmm. To seek and save that which is lost. He took the punishment of your sin and my sin. Willingly. Willingly. (laughs) Why? So that we can actually experience the resurrection life that he offers. When? Now Now is right. (laughs) Not when we die and go to heaven. That's... People think that this is where it is. Well, when I get to heaven, it's going to be good. You can have it now. Amen. We have to put and focus our, thing, our mind on things above. And when we do that, it makes the things we face in life a little easier. Yes. Because we know that they're temporary. Yeah. Glory to God. If we want to be overcomers in this life, and we do, we have to take the higher perspective. Come on. We have to take yeah. his thoughts. Because his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. 
And he wants you and I to experience the intimacy of himself. We're going to the inner circle, folks. But we have to have our minds, we have to have our spiritual minds focused on spiritual realities. If we don't do that, all we're doing is pity me, pity me. Look, we want to walk in the spirit and truth so that we can worship him. We want to have our minds set on the things above, not on the things. This is how we worship him in spirit and truth. It just automatically starts to happen when you renew your mind. But if we're just stuck in the natural, only fixed on things of this life, especially our feelings. Come on now. (laughs) We can't touch the spirit realm. We're locked into the lower realm. Jesus says, come up higher. He says, come on, walk in the spirit. He says, come into my reality. He says, come into my kingdom, come into my world, he's saying. It does look a lot better at the right hand of God the Father. (laughs) That's where the power is. That's where the peace is. That's where the joy is. It says, in his presence, the fullness of joy. Now, you can tell people who have got the mind of the spirit because they got a smile on their face, even though winter's almost over. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it's just beginning. But yeah. <laughs> Tuesday, starting to get lighter. Look at verse 13. Look at verse 13. His kingdom is, his throne is in the sides of the north, guys. Where are we mm. at? John, John 17, 17, verse 13. John 17, 13. You know, Jesus... Jesus is praying this prayer before he goes to the cross. He says this, but now I'm coming to you. It means he's going back to the Father. And I say these things while I'm still in the world so that they may experience my joy and that it be made full and complete, perfect within them, filling their hearts with my delight. He's about ready to face the worst suffering that you could possibly imagine. But yet what? He's drawing on not happiness. He's drawing on joy. It's a supernatural power. And he wanted us to not only just know it, he wanted us to have that experiential knowledge of that. This is what we're fighting for. This is where we want this joy. He wants you and I to enjoy the fullness of it. He wants our hearts to be filled with his delight. Once again, how can he have this joy? What was he saying? What was he thinking? Hebrews tells us. He looked past the the cross to what? The joy that was set before him. What was that joy set before him? It was you. It was me. It was, he's going to increase the family of God. Yeah. So he's ready to be tortured like nobody's business, but yet he saw you. He saw me. He saw the great cloud of witnesses, and there was this supernatural joy that brought him willing to go and be completely obedient to the Father. He's seeing your face and my faith. By faith, he sees us. And it brought him great joy. It brought him great joy. He loves you just as much as the Father loves Jesus. Yeah. That was a spiritual power that was able, he was able to endure the cross. He was able to endure the suffering. He saw yeah. you, he saw me, and he wanted 
us to be with him. That's how much he loves us. It's how much he loves us. And say this, God loves me. God loves me. Just as much. Just as much. As he loves Jesus. As he loves Jesus. And I am. I am. Going to accept it. Going to accept it. (laughs) (laughs) Inner joy. And so this inner joy is what helps and strengthens us too. As we endure and go through life and and we have difficulties and we have sufferings and setbacks and disappointments, all the things. Mm -hmm. Has anybody not gone through that? (laughs) We've all gone through that, even as Christians, right? Yes. And so like Jesus, like the joy set before us, I've got to draw an eternal perspective when these things come against me in my life. Because this is not all that there is. And it's not even the end of the story. Sometimes today, I think of the tragedy of like people taking their lives because it seems like there's nothing else. And there's always something else. There's always hope. Know that on your worst day, it's not the end of the story. Let that joy rise up inside of us to go, God will make a way, just like what we've been talking about, where there seems to be no way. Amen. And so joy is a different kind of emotion. There is a, an emotion to it, but it's different than happiness. Yeah. Happiness is fleeting. Happiness can often just depend on your circumstances. On a good day, yay! On a bad day, bye. You know, it's like (laughs) I go up and down on any given day. And really, Jesus never promised us, you don't see any word in the Bible, I promise you happiness in your life, right? right? It says joy, not happiness is a fruit of the Spirit. All right? Yes. So, and here's the thing about the gospel message that we really have to understand. Because I think here in America, over the years, we've gotten, we've heard this like Americanized gospel message. Yes, American dream. American dream gospel, maybe we we could call it. You know, that promises you, like we come to Jesus, he's going to make your life better, he's going to solve all your problems for you, you know, just believe in him and you will have everything, instant health, wealth. Prosperity. You could know, retire. Yeah. What? <laughs> you could retire. Yeah. I mean, your life will just turn bingo. It'll just be wonderful because he promises us all the blessings. And okay, there are some truth. There are half truths in that. Yes. Okay. There are half truths in that. We are people who believe in healing and we do believe that God desires to prosper mm-hmm. his people. And we do believe that we live a blessed life Amen. as we walk with the Lord. I mean, these are truths, but this is not our greatest need when we come to Christ. Come on. Amen. He didn't come. You know, we don't ask him into our life to fix everything, make it all go better for me and and make my dream come true. Right. Come on. God's greatest focus is our sin problem. And, And because, you know, because anybody who's walked with God for any length of time knows the trials and difficulties and sufferings are going to come. Like we've all experienced and known people, Christians who have suffered, you know, unexpected tragedy Mm -hmm. and sickness, loss of money and, you know, poverty, whatever, accidents, death, unexpected deaths. Right. And so if the expectation when we come to Christ, we hear a gospel message that says, come and your life will be blessed. And we interpret blessing to mean everything I want and need and just, mm-hmm. you know, everything's coming up roses. Mm-hmm. We will be quickly disillusioned. As soon as circumstances change and mountains are in front of us and things don't go our way, then all of a sudden it's like, wait, I thought you said... If I give my life to Christ, you know, I'm, I'm going to just inherit blessing after blessing. I ch- and then people walk away. Yep. 
because they didn't really hear the gospel message. And they'll say, I tried that Jesus thing. (laughs) And it didn't work out for me. (laughs) Didn't happen the way I thought it was going to happen, right? Come on now. See, but the true gospel message is really a message about your eternity. Come on. Not about your happiness in this life. It's the good news that God has made a way for you and me to escape. Yes. Eternal punishment and torment in hell forever separated from him. And not only escape it, but the other part of the good news is to give you the very righteousness of God. And then this is part of inviting us into the inner circle. There we are. We get to have, yes, a relationship, an intimate relationship into the inner heart of God. This is what makes our life blessed. Amen. And wonderful. We say it's a, we live a, a wonderful life in Christ. Come on. But oh. it's not, you know, judged by all the things that I, do I look at my life in the natural and judge, am I blessed? Come on. That's not how we judge whether or not we are blessed. Because if I judge everything from the natural, you know, how prospered I am and my status and if I you know, get the job promotion and how talented I am, how my circumstances are, how I feel about my circumstances. <laughs> I'm just going to easily get up. I'm going to be like this all the time. Come on. Happy, disappointed, happy, disappointed. <laughs> because none of that actually, Jesus said, none of that really matters. What's, what does it profit a man if you gain the whole world? Yeah. And you lose your soul. That's right. right. Come on. So it's my soul he's concerned about that needs cleansing from sin. That's right. From Whoa. the stain of sin. That's really, that is our biggest need. That is our biggest need. But here in America, we have a difficult time with the word sin. What is sin anymore? Right? We have to like actually pray and ask the Lord, help me to see how the darkness yeah. of my sin, how lost I was. Because then you worship him for what Amen. he's given you. <laughs> you know, if you don't really see much about it, it's like, well, thanks. Hey, all right. Ooh. I'll just see you later. Yikes. We do not want to be people of God that don't understand how large and how great a salvation we've been given. Come on. And on any given day, no matter what is happening, if you look at an eternal perspective, it's like, oh, thank God my name is... Still written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Worship you, Lord you know, Jesus. This is not the end of the story. Hallelujah. And for that reason, then joy can start to rise up. My perspective yeah. changes. Yeah. It's like I feel like I got a little confidence here, a little in my strength in my step. <laughs> it's like the book of Hebrews said, so strengthen those tottering knees and drooping hands. It's Amen. like think about the the right perspective come and on. the strength of God begins to come into our life. Well, the truth is without the gift of righteousness, we could never get close to God. You're right. Never. Yeah. We were dead under the weight of sin and we had no hope. No hope. No hope. Yeah. Because sin is not just actions and deeds. It's a nature change that has to occur. Yeah. And the only way that that happens is through the blood of yeah. Jesus Christ. It's it. All of our righteousness where we try to balance out the scale. The problem is American people in church think, well, I'm a good person. Your goodness is filthy rags. Yeah. Yeah. Compare you to 
Mother Teresa, we'd think, man, they are filthy rags. But now you compare it to, holy God, they're completely... And she's still down here. Yes, and she <laughs> even doesn't even measure up. Because who can be perfect? <laughs> who can be perfect? We were destined for eternal punishment. And it's not just like, oh, well, then I'm in the darkness here. No, it says the torment, the smoke of their torment rises forever. Thrown into the lake of fire. I have a fireplace. You know what? It hurts if you get burned. And the worst thing is, imagine that. People are thinking they're going to have a party in hell. You are wrong. Yeah. See, when we understand that that's what Jesus did for us, we are going to be worshiping him. We are going to, it's, that joy is going to rise up within us because it's the knowledge of him. It's understanding who he is and that he actually suffered for my penalty. He paid my price. Yeah. And you've got to own it yourself because when you yeah. own it like that, it changes. Again, there's your eternal perspective. Yeah. There's your eternal perspective. Yeah. And it is true. Jesus did provide us a good life. Amen. But you know what the Bible declares? That goodness is going to be played out through all eternity. Turn to Ephesians. Ephesians. Yeah. Ephesians chapter 2. It's going to be played out. You know that we know in part right now, the Bible says, we see through a glass dimly. But when we get there, we're going to know. Yeah. We're going to know. So that when we're there, we're going to see the depth of what he's done for us. But we can get it now if we focus on things above, not on things of the earth. Especially our feelings. Oh my gosh. It says this in Ephesians chapter 2 verses 5 through 7. I'm going to read out of the Amplified because the Amplified is a very good Bible to have. If you're studying the Word, which you should be, I, I highly recommend you get an Amplified along with your Bible that you normally read. Verse 5. Even when we were dead, slain by our own trespasses and sin, he made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. He gave us the very life of Christ himself. The same new life with which he quickened him. For it's by grace, his favor and mercy, which you did not deserve that you were saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation. And he raised us up together with him and made us sit together with him in the heavenly sphere. Yeah. But look, at, here's, the, here's, the, here's the point I'm making. He did this that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages to come. Demonstrate through the ages to come. The immeasurable, limitless, and surpassing riches of his free grace, which he gave his to us. Kindness his kindness, kindness his goodness of heart toward us in Christ. He says that this kindness, this goodness, this immeasurable and limitless, surpassing riches of his grace will be put on display ages and ages and ages and ages and ages to come. Yeah. And this will bring that joy 
to rise up in your spirit because you're going to see greater and greater things of what he has done for you personally. And that will rise up in the midst of our trials right here on this earth. The sufferings of this life. If we keep an eternal perspective, that joy will rise up and you will be an overcomer. Our life in the earth is such a short little span compared to eternity. Come on. Think about it. We need to get a thought about it. How can I it? judge just the span of years, you know, in comparison to eternity? I, I, you, you know, the, I remember one illustration of someone taking a rope and saying, okay, if I grab onto a piece of rope here and I extend this rope, let's say we go east with the rope, we go to the eastern, eastern seaboard and we go across the Atlantic Ocean and the rope keeps going the whole way across the Atlantic Ocean into Europe and past Europe into Asia and China and it's just going and going. And my breath of time in the earth, whatever it might be, the amount of years, 70, 80, 90, 100 years, you know, people have a long life, is probably about, let's just say like the breadth, the width of my little fingernail, like on that rope. Come on, it is And so if I just judge everything about my life, according to everything that just happens in this little breath of time, (laughs) then God is saying, wait. That's pretty sad. You know, for the ages to come, my glory is going to be shown through you. And we have to read the Bible come and on. the book of Revelation to even understand some of these truths. Because the kingdom of God's coming to this Amen. Earth. It will reign on this earth. And we, the people who have, we will reign with him. I say we, but it's not a blanket we. Come on. Because scripture and the gospels also give us a lot of uh, ways to, uh, to judge and understand People who will reign, rule and reign with Christ within the body of Christ. And so I do believe there's going to be a social structure. Even Absolutely. And the, and the people that have lived by faith, like the, 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 the cloud of saints that have gone before us, some of these people that we don't know, we're going to have a very close relationship yep. with Jesus. Even our garments, it makes it seem as though the garments that we'll be wearing may be a reflection of the faithfulness that we had towards Christ in the earth. Because we'll be rewarded. Yes. We will be rewarded for the things that we did in faith. This is good news. You can learn it now so that you can change your garments. It can be dazzling. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because in this life, I say this again, like we will have unfair things happen. You will have trials, tribulations, distress, Boys. Jesus said, and frustrations. Yes. But when I look over the span of eternity, when I judge things in light of the hope set before me, mm. I can rise up and have joy and I could walk in the spirit. Hallelujah. Instead of just laying down here in the flesh, like Pastor C was saying, and moan and groan. And, and I'm not making light of the things that we go through. We right. all right. want to moan and groan, but we have to get ourselves up and say, wait, this is not the end of the picture here. Hallelujah. See, so we have to be able to come to Jesus and know, like I didn't hear a gospel that said, if I come to Jesus, I won't have any trouble. I won't have any trials. All my dreams will just come true. <laughs> That's not the promise of the gospel. Come on. The, the promise is, like what Pastor C was saying, you will have new life. You will become a new creation. And I'm going to teach you how to become one with me. You're going to walk out a Worship path of the you, earth Lord. that looks like Jesus' path. So if we look at his life, you know, he, he suffered in his life. In fact, the scripture says he learned obedience yes. by how? By what, what he, he suffered. Mm-hmm. So we can't think, I want to go through life without any suffering. Well, 
Jesus did, and we're, he's our master, and yep. he's saying we're going to follow him. That's right. And so when we think about that Americanized gospel, there I think, go. ask the Apostle Paul, how about his life? Oh, yeah, he you was know. stoned. He was, three times he was beaten bloody with rods. They stretched him out, and with like baseball bats, beat him three times that happened to him. Five times the Jews strapped him out and gave him 39 lashes on his back. Then he was a day and a night drifting in the sea because of a shipwreck. He was in trouble with robbers. He was in prison more than you could think. Yeah. Yeah. You say, hey, Paul, here's the question. You know, are you living the best life now? (laughs) You know what Paul would say? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I'm sharing the gospel. I'm spreading the gospel. Yes, I'm sharing the suffering of Christ. Yes, yes, yes. He would say, I'm blessed above all men. He would. (laughs) You know, Paul was taught by Jesus himself. The resurrected Jesus taught Paul. And so he understood his Sermon on the Mount. He understood the Beatitudes. He understood that meek and poor in spirit is what God is looking for. Because Jesus said, blessed mm-hmm. are those who are what? M- meek in spirit. Yes. Blessed are the poor in spirit. And that word blessing, I lo- in the Amplified, it actually defines it. It says, regardless of your outward conditions. That's it. Right. So this is how we have to just shape our perspective because we tend to think, and blessings do come in the natural. Of course they do. But they don't always come that way. Oh, think about the people that were in the Roman Colosseum being torn apart by lions. Would you get, get a, you know, the announcer, is this your best life now? <laughs> they would say, absolutely. Yeah. I wonder what Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Stephen, as people were hurling stones to stone him to death. He died a martyr. Yeah. Come would on. he declare even in, he, he would, it was his, would he declare his life was blessed? Hey, yes, he would. Why? Why would he do that? Because even if God's plan for his life included martyrdom, mm-hmm. there was a grace for it. He knew what Jesus Christ had done for him. Amen. You know, that his, his value was not in whether people liked him or didn't like him and what was going on here, his value was that you've made me one with you, that I am, I, my, my sins are forgiven. Yes. You know, you've, you've given me your righteousness. I have eternal life. So even if I die, so what? It's really, I yes, win. Yes, I win. Right. <laughs> exactly <Yeah>. right. <laughs> I mean, the book of James says our life is but a vapor. Yeah. Come In on. comparison to eternity, when you think about it, it is. It's like we're here today and gone tomorrow. In comparison to eternity... And so the early church clung to these truths. That is true. Because they had a lot of hardship. They had a lot of persecution. And this is the double-edged sword for us living in America. We have it so easy. Mm-hmm. You know, they ran, to, many people just ran to Jesus to cling to the hope when they would see suffering and they'd see people in tragedy and die because they would know, yet even if I die, Jesus said, Yet shall we live. Amen. You know, you don't actually die at all because you just step over into another realm, into eternity. 2 Corinthians 4.16. Great scripture. 2 Corinthians 4.16. Great scripture. This will help us. 
This will help us very much. These are spiritual truths. And when we Own. renew our mind to them and yield to them, this is why we can lift our hands in worship. Amen. The second Corinthians 4.16 says this, so we don't lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Hallelujah. How can that be? It's because we're dwelling on the joy set before us for this light momentary affliction. Look at how the Apostle Paul writes it. He just described, that's what Steve just described, everything Paul went through. He says, this light momentary affliction is wow. what? Preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. There we go. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. Hallelujah. For the things that are seen are transient or they're just fleeting. But the things that are unseen are eternal. Wow. Yeah. So if we're going to be true worshipers, which is what the Father is looking yes. for, people who worship in spirit and Come in on. truth... He's going to be telling us you need to get your eyes off yourself. You need to get your eyes on me and everything I've done for you and meditate on it. It's not enough to just hear it once. There may be things that stirred in your heart you heard today. Write it down. Don't be a forgetful hearer. Come on. That's so good. Because this is the truth that we draw upon. We get home when the devil... Remember, we, we were going to talk today about spiritual warfare. We will continue this on with worship as spiritual warfare. But we have an enemy who wants to shut our mouth because the praises of God he knows brings power and strength and joy and we become an overcomer then. And he inhabits the praises of his people. Yeah, and so our enemy's like saying, don't say that. You don't feel like saying that. Well, maybe in your flesh you don't, but let your spirit rise yes. up. Let Glory the joy come God. out of your spirit. That's where the Holy Spirit is. Yes. And so we cannot look to the natural to judge whether our life is blessed or not. That's so true. We want to tap into that inner joy. You know, joy is different than happiness, man. People live for happy moments, There's, you know, but happiness is fleeting, just like Pastor Mimi yeah. said. You know, Jesus did not promise us happiness. What did he say? In this world, you're going to have trouble. Yes. But... He promises this joy because joy is the fruit of the Spirit. And if you're born again, yeah. you have it. That's right. You have it. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that joy will allow us strength and power and ability to overcome trials and tribulations of this life. Yeah, yeah. You know that's true. Yeah. You've lived it. He promises us this joy. Yeah. And there is, a, there is an emotion with joy. That's right. I mean, right. it does kind of, it can bring a smile to your face. You feel, we, I say there's a difference between joy and happiness. Yep. Only just comparing that happiness, again, is based on our circumstances and it's fleeting. Yes. You get an award, I'm happy. You, know, you get the job promotion, I'm happy. Oh, I got a new car, I'm so happy. Or like our, our grandkids come <laughs> yeah. to our house and... You know, you turn on some kind of movie you're going to watch with them, and let's have a big bowl of ice cream, and they sit down. It's like, oh, Grammy, Grandpa, this is the best day ever. Best day ever. But then in about a half an hour, you know, they're fighting like cats and dogs. It's like the happiness flew out the window. It's like, give me that. I think, so much for happiness for a moment, you know. But joy is something that is, we draw joy from an eternal perspective. Come on. Amen. You know, I think when my mom passed away this past summer, 
you know, I, I wasn't experiencing happiness. Right. And the choice is like, well, that didn't mean the only other choice would be, well, I get, I'd fall into depression and despair and discouragement and just, you know, I lost a loved one. And, of course, when you lose your mother, you, your heart hurts. Yes. But I drew on a different source of joy. It was like, I know she was with Jesus. Yeah, hallelujah. Like, and you tell me that at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore, you know. And so I just think, she's with you. She's safe with you. You draw something, the perspective changes. It's like, it really won't be long, Mom. We're all going to be together again. Yep. Come and on. So there's a, there's a treasure, mm-hmm. uh, the rich treasure. It's no wonder it says in, in, a, in Colossians to seek the rich treasure yeah. found in Christ when yes. we seek things above and not on the earth. But in order to, of course, worship in truth, we have to know the truth. It's found in the Bible here. We've got to continually renew our minds to the Word of God. Do you know how often you leak out? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that means simply just refill it. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And when all of a sudden everybody's leaving Jesus and Jesus asks his very own disciples, well, you leaving too? And what'd they say? Where are we going to go? Yeah, go? You have the words of eternal life. <laughs> no, yeah. So I we know. need to have our minds renewed with the word of God. Yeah. And when yeah. we do that, worship will naturally flow from you. Yeah. It really will. Oh, my yeah. goodness. It, it, it. So we, we've, we've, we want to worship here. We want to close out the service by worshiping. And so we chose a song. We chose Revelation song. I think it's a song most people are familiar with. The we really love this song. We'll be up on the screen. Uh, but you know, I, it, it can be hard to worship if you keep your mind stayed on your problems for today. It give you any number of reasons to go, well, when I look at that and look at that. But this is where we have spiritual eyes. Yes. The eyes of our spirit. The Apostle Paul prayed for the Ephesians church that the eyes of their understanding, the eyes of their heart would be opened, filled with light to see and know the hope of their calling. And so we can yield. You're wired for that if you're born of God's Spirit. Yes, you are. And so when we, we worship now, I'm going to just ask you to do that. Yield. Yield your heart. Stand up. I mean, maybe sometimes worship is hard because we have unconfessed sin in our life and we feel like they can't really get close to God. Well, yes, there's an answer for that too. Yeah, if you desire to repent and confess your sin, the Bible says God is faithful. He's faithful to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yeah. I mean, we preach this not just so that you could have more information. This is so that you could live this out. This is pulling back the veil to find out who you really are. You are a worshiper. It's hypocrisy. If you're born again, it's hypocrisy if you do not worship. That's not us. We want to be of one mind, one heart. We want to give God what He deserves. The best we know how. So many times in the New Testament, when they were in one accord, they were praying, they were worshiping, great things happened. Buildings shook, prison doors opened up, shackles fell off. Now, I want to see God do more than what He's doing now. Don't you? This is a key. 
this is a hinge pin for us to give ourselves over to who we really are because we are worshipers if you're born again that's who you are it's there and it's the desire of our heart that our hearts would unite around these things so that yes. when we come together for worship you put away this you put aside the things of this life and you give this time to the lord you say i'm going to focus on you yes i'm going to be when our hearts are united that way who knows what god can do in our midst amen so let's for just, sure so let's just stand up now and father god we give you this time we're going to lift our mind, our hearts, our eyes to you, our hands to you and worship because you are a good God. You've done amazing things for us, so great a salvation yes. you've given us. You are worthy of all of our praise. Your word says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. <laughs> yes. So we just, we're going to do that very thing. Glory to God. Holy Spirit, have your way as we worship.
presence here. Just, just wait in His presence. The Spirit of God wants to speak. Let's yield our hearts to Him. Let's anticipate Lord. 